of church talks and i'm so glad that you guys came back to join us i've got a friend here macy and i still to this day do not know how to pronounce her last name i think it's burleson yeah burleson burleson yes burleson (laughs) we're in the south so it's burleson burleson (laughs) but it looks like burly son it does well it's it's fine i just know you as macy Yep. And on Instagram, it's Macy's World. It's so Macy's World. We're all living in it, but it's Macy's World. <laughs> <laughs> so, Macy, will you give everybody like a 60-second snippet of your life and what you're doing uh, right now? And then we will get more into like the depths of your story after that. Okay. So, obviously, I'm Macy. Um, I just graduated from UNC Greensboro in may um since then i moved to charlotte and i was an it recruiter for a handful of months um wasn't wasn't for me moved home um back with my parents on the farm and now i am event planning i have this awesome job um, with a really awesome group so i'm kind of getting thrown into the event planning world that's what i got my um degree in and it's what i love the most so it's crazy god thing um i'm also very involved in uh, my church and I have my own deliverance ministry Um, that started back in October. So I've been doing that um, as much as I can, as well as, you know, planning events and doing those type of things during the week. Wow. Yes. Well, there is so much more to your story than what can fit into 60 seconds. Yes. And um, I've known you for a few years. You are, I guess, the best friend of my cousin. I'll take that title. (laughs) Yeah. She's my Um, best friend. So we'll trade titles. Right. And that's, and that's cool. And so we've, we've been with each other at like her wedding and just birthday parties and graduation parties. Y'all went to school together at UNCG. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's where y'all met. Yes. um, I met her my freshman year. It was her like third year of college, but first year at UNCG. So we've been together ever since um, September of my freshman year. So 2017. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know you were a cheerleader yes. in, at UNCG. You also yes. are like basically a pro-am golfer. Uh, that's what people think. <laughs> I'm pretty good at golf. I'm not going to lie. You are. I mean, I've not actually never seen you play, but you look the part. <laughs> if, hey. if pictures say anything, then I don't want to play you in golf. That's part of the game. You got to look the part. Right. And I don't, but I enjoy the game. I just go out to like, I mean, it's just beautiful being out on a golf course. Like it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Yes. I love being outside. Well, so like, what's your, what's your favorite part about being on the farm right now being back home? Um, so I just started growing a little plot of sunflowers. Um, so that's super cool. It's something I've wanted to do for a while and I got my grandfather to plow up a little, um, actually it's kind of big, just a strip of dirt and, planted some sunflower seeds so that's super exciting (laughs) to just watch them grow and kind of (laughs) challenging and reminding myself oh crap I have to go water these these seeds um so they grow yeah fun fact I thought that you were still like in the big city of Charlotte and I was texting you and you said 
you said something like, you know, hang on. I, my, my grandpa's called me. I got to go out in the sunflower field or something. <laughs> That's I was embarrassing. Like, <laughs> yes. I was like, is this, is this the right person? Like, did you no, mean this in there? This is real. People are like, oh my God. Like, I don't, not that I'm like fake or anything. I, I feel like I'm one of the most like genuine people. I try to be very genuine, but everybody's like, oh my gosh, you're actually like a farm girl. Yeah. I used <laughs> right. to raise hogs and sheep and cows and all kinds of Oh, things. my gosh. See, I would have never thought that because since I've known you, you just, I mean, you look so, like, city girl. Yeah. And, I mean, cheerleader, like, you have that whole, like, persona going on. And I yes. literally got to watch you put on your makeup just a few days ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is a whole process. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, but you're, like, you're just down to earth and a farm girl and... I mean, you love people, you love your family, you I love do. your friends, you are a very present friend. And that's what I've just seen um, in my life with my family is mm-hmm. like, you just, you show up, you're just there. I love, I love that. Like, I love being that person for others. And I, I just love loyalty. I value loyalty. Yeah. And it's so, rare these days. Yes. <laughs> Whether it's friendships, relationships, family, like, yeah. So it's, it's definitely a, a rarity and I appreciate, appreciate that in you. Thank and, you. uh, and I know that, um, in the last year or less than a year that like, there's been a pretty drastic change in your life. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you say as much as you want to. So if you want to okay. go into that, that's great. Should I start from the beginning? I don't know. I feel like I need a little, a little overview. <laughs> okay. You want to start from like birth or like kindergarten <laughs> or like high school, like where you want to go from? Um, uh, I mean, I guess I'll just start my childhood. Um, I know this is church talk, so let's talk about church. Um, I grew up well, in but church. but that's because it's my last name. Yeah. But it is like... <laughs> a good play on yeah. words. I know, right? I'm smart. <laughs> so I um, I grew up in church. Uh, I grew up in a four-square church, so a Pentecostal church. Um, I loved the Lord. I knew the Lord's love from a very young age. Um. I went through high school, um, middle school, and I I was still very much, you know, I love the Lord and I wasn't shy about it. You know, if you want to talk about the Lord, let's talk about him. And um, that kind of carried on throughout my high school. Um, I had some hard times with like boys and stuff like, you know, any high schooler would. Um, I got to college and I kind of like went crazy. Um, I didn't have any supervision and at home, my parents are very much, um, I don't want to say helicopter parents, but my parents were very much present in decision-making in my life. So I never really got to make my own decisions until I got to college when I was an hour away from home. I didn't have anybody checking over my shoulder, making sure I was doing the right things. And I definitely opened some spiritual doors in my life. Um, I was drinking my freshman year, almost every single day, almost, there was like Monday night, you went to this bar, Tuesday night, you did this, um, Thursday, you went to this club, Friday, it was just way too much. And I remember like, waking, you know, waking up hungover, waking up, and like, what the heck happened last night, stuff like that. And I was like, why am I doing this? It was so unfulfilling. Um, I I didn't like it, but there was really nothing else to do. I was still an athlete, so I'd show up to practices, um, games on the weekend. We'd go out after the games, and it was just so unfulfilling. Um, so 
yeah, I got in trouble with some boys. Um, I had broken up with my high school boyfriend I'd been with for many years. Um, found another guy that I thought I liked, and it was just it was just a struggle. Um, I made some really great friends, and I grew up a lot. And I basically learned all my lessons the hard way. Um, that's just how I am. I'm I'm hard headed, and that's how I was. So um, fast forward to my senior year, which was, you know, over the summer, I was in my apartment alone. Um, all my roommates went home for the summer. So it was literally just me. I was working at my, um, internship, which was, I was a wedding planner at a botanical garden and, um, I was on TikTok and I was watching these videos and I I was scrolling through my for you page. I'm addicted to TikTok, by the way. Um, (laughs) You and a whole lot of other people. Somehow I I have managed to dodge that. I don't have the app and I don't plan on getting it. I'll be addicted. (laughs) You are very strong. Um, Yeah, so I'm addicted to TikTok and I'm scrolling through and I see this man preaching at this lady and she's just like, eyes are rolled in the back of her head and she's like hissing and hollering at this man. I'm like, what is this? I click on his page. Um, he ends up being like a evangelist, preacher, um, deliverance, pastor, um, all this stuff. And I'm like so intrigued. And I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, so it wasn't anything crazy seeing people fall out on the floor or, you know, get that spirit and and catch like a second wind and do some jumping jacks or take a lap around the church. You know, when the spirit hits you, sometimes you got to take a lap. Um, <laughs> but I saw some stuff like that and I'm like, oh my God. And it had just been so long since I had been in that type of envir- environment. So it was so intriguing. And I was doing more research. And um, when I was watching these videos, I was feeling things physically in my body move around. And I'm like, what is going on? What is going on here? I just couldn't quite understand. So um, this is happening and and I'm like anticipating. I ended up watching all his videos. So I have his post notifications on. And this this preacher is Daniel Adams. Um, he has a ministry called The Supernatural Life. Um, he's on every platform possible. Um so I'm just like, I have his post notifications on. I'm like, it's so expectant. Every single video, I'm like on it. I'm watching it. I'm just taking it all in. I'm just fascinated by this. He's doing deliverance. He's casting demons out of Christians and non-believers. And um, it's so funny because people are like, no way that's real. Or they think it's only something that Jesus did in Mark um, when Jesus casted demons out of all kinds of people. And he told the disciples to go cast demons out of people. It is very much a real thing. And we're getting there. I'm getting to my my part of the story. (laughs) Okay. So I'm so passionate about deliverance ministry because I just love seeing people free. Mm So, um. I'm like, I got to go see this guy. And he's traveling. Um, Somebody ended up donating a whole RV to him and his family and a couple of his friends that were in the church with him. And he gets in his RV and he's just hitting major cities and then spots on the way. And he is just preaching and then he's setting people free. He has this, this amazing gift where he just he just hears from the Lord and the Lord's like, all right, this person's struggling with this. Call it out of them. And we as Christians, we all have the power to do that. You don't even need a gift to do it. You have power and authority given to you by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. All right. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I'm like, I gotta see this guy. And funny enough, um, he comes to North Carolina in September. So I'm like anticipating this. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's on my calendar. And then I see it is the day after Bree's <laughs> wedding. Which is my cousin, which is your best friend. Besties. Besties wedding. I'm yes. the of honor. So okay. everybody's stressed. I'm stressed because like I have to get all this stuff together. I know I'm going to have to do her makeup. I know I'm going to have to do my makeup. I know I have all the stuff that I need to do. Um, we spray tan her the night before. Just <laughs> all the stuff that I'm having to do. And I'm like, I need to get to this, this revival, this deliverance revival. And sure enough, so the wedding is in Boone. Sure enough, the revival is four and a half hours away in Rayford, North Carolina, in the middle of nowhere. That's towards the coast. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, Lord, oh, my gosh, you're just going to have to do something crazy for me. So anyway, uh, wedding happens. I have never drank that much alcohol in my life. And Lord Jesus, forgive me. I really never have drank that much alcohol in my life. And I knew whatever was inside of me that was trying to not have me go to this deliverance revival was like all right let's keep drinking let's keep drinking and it was crazy but by the grace of god i woke up that next morning i packed all my things together i wiped the smeared mascara off my face i got in my car and i drove four and a half hours to the middle of nowhere this church is um in the middle of a graveyard there's like (laughs) no like no it's creepy I get okay. in, the carpet's red, you know, they have the old wooden pews, no air conditioning, the bathrooms are around back, oh like, in these little buildings around back, and I'm like, Lord, whoo, but you know the spirit, <laughs> you know the spirit was in that place, so, yeah. I was like, all right, so I get there, I get there like 30 minutes, almost an hour late, and um I'm nervous I I don't know anybody here I'm by myself I just came so expectant so I sit in the very back row okay and I ended up having to pull up a chair because there was no empty seats and I'm like all right this man's legit he packed out this little church in the middle of nowhere (laughs) so I just sit in this little fold-out chair in the back and he's preaching and, and he goes on to preach for like an hour and a half and again I'm an hour late so He's going on three hours of preaching, and then he's finally, like, he's just talking, and he says, I just feel like there's so many broken hearts in this room, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's me. Like, you know, I was just talking earlier. I had gone through so much with guys and even friends, too. I had gone through, like, a a pretty intense, like, friend friend group breakup like right before the summer so I was just like you know what I do have a broken heart he's like if you have a broken heart stand up so here I go I stand up and he's like wow that's a lot more than I expected he's like all right if you have a broken heart come up to the front and so he's standing in the middle and then there's three three sections of um pews you know there's left side right side the middle and I'm kind of so if I'm facing the front I'm on the left side of the church between the middle and the left side right here in the middle in the row and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like towards the back so he starts in the very middle like right there in the front and he's working his way opposite of me so he starts towards the right side of the church and he's going around and as he's laying hands on people he's like holy spirit lord heal her heart lord touch her and lord touch him and people are hitting the ground they're slain in the spirit some people are manifesting demons and screaming screeching growling 
he goes around and, and some people are falling out. Some people are manifesting, screaming, growling. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it, the, it is so much different seeing it in person than just seeing it on TikTok. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I'm, like, nervous. I'm like, Lord, 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 just I, I know, I know you can set me free, Lord. I came here expectant. And he's working his way around, and I'm, like, almost next. He lays his hands on this man puts his hand right on his forehead, and this man flew in the air. I'm not even joking with you. He flew in the air. He went up in the air and then flew back and landed on his back. I was like, what in the world is going on? I had never seen anything like that, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God. Like, what am I about to do? Because I'm watching these videos on TikTok, and I feel things moving around in my body. What in the heck am I about to do? And so – he comes over to me and he puts his hand right on my head and I'm just sitting there with my eyes closed. I have my hands um, folded over my chest and he said, Lord, heal her broken heart. And he said, heal her, Lord. And he just has his hand on my forehead and I just, every ounce of energy in my body just leaves and I hit the ground. And I've been slain in the spirit before. That was nothing new to me. But just the, the touch and him speaking that over me, I just felt, and obvi- obviously, you know, there's nothing special about him but his anointing, and it's just the, mm-hmm. the Lord using him, and um, I just hit the ground, and I'm laying there, and immediately, I, I realized I have no control over my body, and I start screaming and crying, and it doesn't sound like me, and I'm, and I'm surprisingly not scared. I just felt like I was safe and this was exactly what was supposed to happen. I'm screaming and crying and I'm like, just, you know, I just couldn't stop it. So I just let it happen. I'm just laying there and I'm just praying, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. And these two wonderful, lovely ladies are in my face screaming and telling things to leave. And they're hearing from the Lord and they're saying, spirit of trauma I command you to leave spirit of manipulation I command you to leave and these things are just coming out of my body I'm coughing and spitting and dry heaving everywhere it's kind of embarrassing but you know you look around and other people are doing it too and so this goes on for a good 45 minutes and um there's a video on his Facebook because they like tape all of this and like record everything Sorry, I needed some water. <laughs> so <laughs> they, I went and found the video, and you can literally just hear me, like, in the back screaming the whole time. And this goes on for a good 45 minutes. And they're like, so how are you feeling, Macy? Um, do you think everything's out? And I said, honestly, I feel so much better. I'm exhausted because I've been on all fours spitting and gagging and coughing but I still feel like there's something there and they're like okay so um they keep praying and I was like no it's it's still there so they take me to this back room I I got the VIP treatment they take me me to this back room and this one lady she gets in my face and she said whatever spirit is still inside of her. I command you to reveal your assignment. What is your assignment over her life? And as she is saying this, I'm standing there in front of her and she's like, look at me in the eyes. I command you, what is your assignment? And um, 
have you ever put your feet in like really cold water yeah and it's like i mean it, it burns the pacific ocean yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. in the winter right it's, it's like cold but it burns yeah that's yeah. what that's what i felt when when she was like you know commanding this thing so it was literally i felt it come out of my out of the bottom of my feet all the way up my body my whole body got super hot and super cold it was the weirdest thing it felt like i was just standing in like a cold fire i don't even know how to describe it but that's what it felt like and it came all the way up and it hit me right in the stomach and it, it wouldn't move. And she said, I command you to reveal your assignment. And I remember looking at her like, what, what does she want me to say? I don't even know what to say to her. And I was, I didn't want to look her in the eyes. I was like, this, this physically hurts. I don't want to look her in the eyes because her anointing was just so strong. Whatever was inside of me did not want to look at her. And so I hear with my ears and my mouth opened, a voice came out of me. And I'm not going to say what was said because it, it was very personal. And it was a spirit of trauma speaking out of me. And it said what it was assigned to do. And um, I just started bawling my eyes out because I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so true. Because I had struggled um, in this one area of my life and I knew it was a demon a literal demon sent to attack me in this area of my life and I was like oh my gosh and she said spirit of trauma I command you to leave this girl's body right now in the name of Jesus and I just had a huge cough I spit all over the floor and I knew it had left and I knew that there was nothing left inside of me because they had called five different demons out of my body. And I just felt like just the most weight come off of my shoulders, off my body. I could breathe. And I was like, what the heck just happened? Like, what the heck just happened? I literally just drove to this church in the middle of, I, you know, I think I'm a normal person. I'm a regular Christian. I love the Lord. How did this happen to me? How did I get here? How did how did I have all these demons living inside of me from all these doors that I had opened throughout college, throughout my whole life, and I just didn't know until someone called them out of me? How yeah. crazy is that? So a lot of the reason that I had these spirits assigned to me or um, I let them in my life was because of I had no discernment at all. I thought that everybody had my best interest at mind uh, or in mind and okay if I did this I'm not gonna get hurt or this guy he actually cares about me this time. I'm not gonna get my heart broken or this girl she's she's fun and you know all these things and I just I wasn't listening to the Lord I couldn't hear the Lord I had never heard the Lord speak ever until a couple weeks after this whole deliverance um so I went to get prayer after and this girl um she waved me down she saw me waiting um for prayer she waved me down and she just started prophesying over me she said I just see fire when I look at you you are you just have so much fire and um I just I just feel the Lord is just telling me that 
when you walk into rooms, like the atmosphere shifts, you are going to have this spiritual, just discerning of spirits. You're going to be able to look at people and know exactly what they're dealing with. You're going to know exactly what demons are inside of them or assigned to them. And you're going to cast demons out of people. And I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? I was like, all right, whatever, Lord, I'll do it. Whatever you want, Lord. From this day forward, I do not want to live how I was living because I hated that person. And um, nobody liked to be around that girl. Some people did. But I, I just I just look at myself and my past self and I'm like, how did I how did I get to that point? And I really like truly when I was looking in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw. And yeah, and so actually something that was actually really scared me and pushed me to go get this deliverance is I, a couple weeks before I went, I was standing in my mirror, I was like doing my makeup or my hair, and I looked up and I saw something in my eyes, and it was not me, and it scared the crap out of me. It was not me, and that's when I knew, I was like, all right, Lord, I need freedom, like, I can't live wow. like this anymore. Wow. So um, I did my first deliverance in October. Um, I basically taught myself um, <clears throat> I have physical discernment. So when I see people, I have different like physical sensations in my body that mean different things. Um like if somebody has a witchcraft spirit or any type of curse put on them, I have extreme pain or pressure on my chest. Um, if someone struggles with anger or frustration, I get extreme pain on the back of my neck. Um, a new one, which was really cool, um, I helped do it or I, I did a deliverance, you know, with the help of the Holy Spirit on a girl who had a spirit that was causing infertility in her life. And I had extreme cramps. Um, it, they felt like period cramps, honestly, really, wow. really bad. And I was like, um, do you have like, you know, menstrual issues? And she was like, yeah, I do. She said, they're not enjoyable and I don't look forward to it every month. And I'm like, okay, well, let me just pray for you. So I was like, if there is a spirit assigned to, I'm not going to say her name. We'll call her Chloe. If there's a spirit assigned to Chloe's uterus or reproductive system, I command you to come off of her now. She actually manifested and that demon spoke out of her. It was a completely new voice. And it was like, I was like, what is your assignment? You must tell me. And it said, I'm causing infertility. I'm sent, I'm sent here to cause infertility. And I was like, what the heck? I've just seen crazy things since. Um, I've seen people's eyes go completely black. Um, I've been spit on, I've been kicked, I've been <laughs> all kinds of crazy things, um, cussed at by people. I've seen people, you know, talking voices that are not theirs, just crazy, growled at, hissed at, yeah. all kinds of crazy things. Um, but it, it's scary. It's so scary, but the Lord calls us to do this in the great commission he says lay hands on the sick and believe that they will be healed cast devils out in my name and whoo that's how you get into heaven right there i'm telling you wow that's how you do it so yeah, that that was a lot but that's my life that's what i'm doing 
That's just a little bit. I mean, that's just that's minor, just the, the minor details. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so that was a lot. I mean, yeah. for for me, and I mean, I was I was raised Pentecostal, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've experienced a lot of stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of fake. I've also seen um, a lot of of genuine, and sometimes it really does take that discernment to see, like, mm-hmm. okay, so what is for show and what's sincere, right? And um, you know, I've I've been slain in the spirit, and similar to you, I have not. I, I don't know that I've ever experienced the the deliverance to the extent that you have. But, um, you know, as far as just somebody that like barely even touched me and it was like this force that went through my body mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm on the ground. I don't know what happened. And then when you finally like just regain some sense of consciousness, it's like it's literally like that's why people say like drunk in the spirit. Like yep. you feel like you're intoxicated. Yep. Um, like I was like, I don't know that I can drive home. Yeah. <laughs> and with not a sip of alcohol, but like, you know, just being like so yeah. overwhelmed and overtaken yeah. by the spirit. And so I'm I'm a firm believer that, you know, everything that's happening in the physical world, like it has a spiritual realm. Oh, absolutely. Like that's just it's so much more real than even oh, what yeah. we are experiencing. And yet very a very small percentage of the population that we know, especially like in American where we're just, I mean, American society, American Christianity, we are so like spoiled yeah. and um, we don't, I, I don't think that we really see the reality of it. Like, I think if we may maybe go to like another country where it's just like, it's a literal um, life or death matter yeah. of like professing Jesus as yeah. Lord. Um you know, I've seen that and I've been in places where we were not allowed to even speak the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and you have to find ways around it to where you're still speaking who he is and the hope and the love and the light of who he is without mm-hmm. actually saying his name. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it can be difficult. And, you know, I still struggle with all kinds of questions and doubts and, you know, just whatever. Like we go through yeah. life, you know, what I'm yeah. saying like, it's but not- still it's like. I don't, I don't care what anybody believes. Like, I think that every human being has this like longing to know that like there has to be something more than what we're feeling right now. Yeah. And another another thing that I like to talk about is spiritual gifts. We all have gifts, even if it's just something that you're talented in or, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of people. So I, I knew I always had this discerning of spirits because there would be situations or friend groups. And I'm like, eh, I don't really like that person. I don't know why, but I don't like that person. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, I love her. She's so cool. You just need to get to know her. And I'm like, you know what? No, <laughs> something about her is off. Something about her is off. Yeah. That person obviously needed a little Jesus, but. It was like that type of thing. Like, mm, right. I'm not really getting, I'm not feeling too comfortable around this guy. But, you know, when I was living my life, how I wanted to live. I wasn't paying attention to that feeling. Um, my mom gets dreams and things like that. And I, I truly believe the Lord uses our mind when we're sleeping to speak to us and warn us of things and just... I mean, that's what we were talking about the other day, like Muslims who will never have access to Christ, like Christ coming to them in their dreams. 
and them just waking up like, oh my gosh, I don't know this guy. His name is Jesus. He just came to me in my dream, and I have to tell everybody. Like that type. <laughs> so I, I love talking about spiritual gifts, and I truly believe that every single person, Christian or not, you have a spiritual gift. It's yeah. just, are you going to tune into it, and are you going to ask the Lord to use you to, you know, reach all nations, which that's our job, reach all nations, this, this gift to do it. Yeah. It's it's so cool that you say that. I don't think anybody on my podcast, you know, since I started it in uh, May of 2020, like in the mm-hmm. pandemic, I don't think anybody that I've interviewed has talked about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And I went through um, a series of like it was sermons, but it was like during like a weeknight thing. It was more like classes where like it was just several weeks of teaching on spiritual gifts. And um, my pastor at the time, he was preaching on like, the gifts of operation, the gifts of administration, and the gifts of manifestation. And, you know, and they all are are biblical, Mm -hmm. and they all have, like, different roles and different uses. But like you said, it's like, regardless of what you believe, everybody is born with a gift. And that's the gifts of operation. So, I mean, it could be the gifts of hospitality, the gifts of serving, um, you know, but then you get into the more, like, gifts of manifestation which is like the tongues and interpretation mm-hmm. and healing and deliverance mm-hmm. and then you have the gifts of administration which is like pastors teachers apostles um you know all of those and it's like it was such an in-depth course and it's really hard to like digest if you don't have some sort of like realization that we're spiritual beings in the flesh yeah not not humans with a spirit mm-hmm. like you know you, you have to understand like like there's something in us that is beyond us. Yeah. Um, we're not just human beings that just happen to have this like <laughs> spiritual, like, you know, we're not, we're not just in tune with like spiritual, like we are actually spirits and the, the spiritual warfare, like the spirit realm, mm-hmm. it can get really spooky to some people. Yes. And like, I know that a lot of my listeners do not believe this uh-huh. and a lot of them are not even faith people. Yeah. And so I love that, like, we're talking about this because, I mean, I'm going to have all kinds of conversations and all kinds of guests with a lot of people and different things will resonate with different people. Yeah. But the fact that you said that, it's like, it doesn't matter what you believe. Like, everybody has a gift given by God. That too. And if you believe in deliverance, it doesn't matter if you believe my story. It doesn't matter if you believe that I've seen people eyes go completely black and them talk in different voices that doesn't change the fact that it still happened or the fact that jesus did it or it's written in that book that we all read and we all have access to it is 100 yeah. percent real and if you believe it or not who you better ask the lord to to tell you something because he <laughs> will the lord yeah. he is the giver of knowledge and wisdom and he will show you things if you I, i'm uh, i deal with demons all the time but i'm still a little nervous to ask the lord to open my spiritual eyes because i don't i don't want to see demons right i don't (laughs) i don't want to see them yeah i've said the same thing and i feel like that in certain situations i have asked god for that Mm -hmm. and i've almost regretted it after i asked because he actually did answer Mm -hmm. and he allowed me to see stuff and i was like holy cow lord like it's yeah. not, it's not fun but we as Christians just like knowing that we have power and authority to trample serpents and snakes like 
Sorry, serpents and snakes. Serpents and scorpions. <laughs> serpents and snakes are the same thing. But like we have that power. And like, even if you're not a Christian, like Christ still lives in you. He still gave you this body to borrow while you're here on earth. And Lord, like, please, Lord, reach these people that don't believe in you. But we still have power and authority. That's why oh, another thing I could talk about forever is ghosts and people doing burning sage and psychic mediums. I could talk about that forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it, it just gets down to the fact that like I listen to podcasts a lot and I was listening to one and it said that like the, the basic religion of all people, regardless of what they believe, the religion is longing mm-hmm. and it's like people will use whatever they can find if it's mm-hmm. if it's burning stuff like doing all these ordinances mm-hmm. like we're all just wanting to tap into something yeah. because we are longing for something that's like that's more than what we can physically understand yeah with our like natural logical senses mm-hmm. and like all of this like spiritual stuff it's not logical no like to <laughs> our finite brains it's no. not and so, like, you know, if, if you were to talk to somebody right now, and I'm, you're, you are, like, you're talking to a ton of people right now that are listening, um, that are skeptical, that don't even believe in God, mm-hmm. and if they do believe in God, they don't know what that means as far as, like, how that pertains to their life right now. Um, what is something that you could say that is just, like, the most real thing to them, and that would hopefully help them in some way to understand that, like, like their life is is meant to be free you know what i'm saying um i guess it just goes back to that girl that i was like there is nothing physical there's nothing on this earth there's nothing you can drink there's nothing you can smoke there's no person that can bring you comfort or peace like jesus like i have never felt fulfillment until those chains broke off of me that one Sunday in September and just seeing other people free and tapping into my gifts and laying hands on people. And I just, I just um, prayed over somebody last weekend and she was healed. She was healed right there. She had a crazy um, limp. Um, She had knee pain, hip pain, shoulder pain. I laid hands on her and she like you would not believe that just immediate healing she barely had any limp at all when we were done praying but just there is nothing on this earth that compares to the love of Christ and just my fulfillment that I have found in Christ like there I I just it's so hard to even put in words just every day I wake up and I know I have a God that loves me and he has my best interests in mind and he's going to send people to cross my path that need me to pour into them. And then he's going to deliver those people back to me that are going to pour into me. Um, I have an amazing mentor who has poured into me and taught me so much about deliverance and just hearing from the Lord and discerning things and just Whatever you need, the Lord will provide it. It doesn't matter if it's money or a relationship or friends or healing or just like an encounter, just that one breakthrough encounter where the Lord just meets you where you're at. Like he's going to do it. He's going to do it. And just having that faith to believe that he'll do it, just that little tiny bit of faith. He will meet you wherever you're at and he will reveal himself to you if you just ask. And that is just that moment that encounter is going to change something 
is just the catalyst to a better life period (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I know in my own life that it's like sometimes I I think I'm free and then other times it's like no like there's still areas that I feel like I'm I'm bound and I know you said that the majority of, of people that go to these services like that you went to like they are believers they are christians they are people that have professed jesus as lord they've they've been in church and yet there's still this like oppression yeah possession that like you know just comes in them so it's like there's no judgment at all that people are dealing with that because it's not them it's it's literally the attacks that come on them and a lot a lot of the things are um demonic oppression is not what you have done a lot of the times but it's things that have been done to you or words spoken over you oh i've dealt with a lot of people with word curses and words we do not realize how much power words have like our <laughs> you ain't lying <laughs> he spoke the world into order he said let there be light and there was light just a single breath from him like words have power and we have that power and we can use them for good or evil you know satan can take anything good and make it evil um word curses oh just saying i come out of agreement with that word curse that was spoken over me somebody says oh you're never gonna get married or you're never gonna find a guy that loves you lord i rebuke that word curse in the name of jesus i do not accept that you just have that power to say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not taking that. I'm not accepting that. The Lord has better for me. And I rebuke that because if we want it or not, that those words, they still have energy. And I don't want to sound new agey, but words have power, <laughs> energy, yeah. power. And like God created energy. And I know people want to make that new agey. And I'm like, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Regardless of what you want to call it. Like, yeah, it, yeah it's a real thing. Yeah. Just if somebody speaks that over you, if you want it or not, or if you heard it or not, still you have power and authority to say, I rebuke that word curse. I come out of agreement with it. Satan, you cannot, uh, you can't let that get in my mind and let me believe that. You know, I know what the Lord says about me and I'm standing firm on that truth. Man. Well, I don't even know what the question was. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? about <laughs> look you have completely you have stolen the show in this episode which is what i i love i mean the only reason <laughs> i have a podcast is not for me but it's to highlight what you know all of the people that i interview is is to is to highlight like yeah. what they are experiencing and mm-hmm. um in hopes that anybody that's listening is going to be able to resonate in some way and to grow and to learn and you know and just just what you've spoken, I feel like so many people will be able to like, they might not be able to relate to like what you've experienced in the last several months, Mm -hmm. but they can probably relate to like the last several years of your life. And for you to be able to speak like freedom into their life and know that like, just, just the, the hope and the encouragement that they can believe like, okay, there's, there's, there's hope for me. Yeah. It's possible that I don't have to live with this for the rest of my life. And I just pray like every person that's listening to this and you know that you are in a cycle of sin or you are bound to this one website or this one person or this one drink or this one drug. Like, I just pray that the Lord just encounters you right now and you just have a flip of the switch moment and you just desire better for yourself and you just desire that freedom because 
the Lord will set you free from that. All you have to do is ask him. And it doesn't even have to be anything crazy like my experience, screaming and gagging and spitting and coughing and sneezing, crying all over the floor. It can just be you sitting in the floor of your bedroom or sitting in your car and saying, Lord, I come out of agreement with this addiction. I come out of agreement with these words spoken over me, Lord. I command whatever spirit is attached to these things to leave my body in the name of Jesus. And they have to obey. Demons have to obey or bow at the name of Jesus. They have to flee and they have to do those things. And Another one, one more thing. Another thing about deliverance is you have to break any soul ties with anybody. So that's anybody that you have either been intimate with, or if you know you have a tie to this person, a relationship with this person that you, you know, they're no good for you. You have to say, Lord, I choose to break ties with this person. Anything I gave them, I take it back. Anything they gave me, I give it back. And then you have to go through unforgiveness. Lord, I know I'm still angry at this person and what they did to me last year. Or I know this person really got on my nerves this morning. And I said that thing about them. Lord God, I choose to forgive that person. And that is how easy deliverance is. You forgive people. You break soul ties. And then you say, Lord, I don't want anything to do with this addiction. I don't want anything to do, to do with this. You know, whatever you're struggling with. And that's how easy it is. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's- easy. I know, like pe- people try to complicate God and complicate things, and I'm like, it's really, it's really simple. It's so simple. Um, and we, you know, we're just we live in a world where it's just we are bombarded with negativity, mm-hmm. and um, and we just think that it's it's the norm to be bitter yeah. and to to or, have like worst case uh, scenario. Anxiety and depression is not from the Lord. Anger is not from the Lord. Those are all deeply demonic things. Those are all from Satan. And I don't want to demonize every single situation, but a lot of the times they are. Yeah. Well, I was already thinking, like, as we were in this conversation, I was like, I normally end with, like, rapid fire questions. (laughs) And they're normally very, like, you know fun and funny and i mean okay. I, I might ask you a couple but i was okay. gonna ask you to pray and yeah. you literally you did that already like you started mm-hmm. praying for people um I'll, that are listening girl i love to pray i pray all the time <laughs> <laughs> right it's like I and it's the whole pray. like first thessalonians five seventeen, like pray without ceasing yes. and i think about that all the time because i was just at dinner tonight and they were like oh you know I, we forgot to pray and bless the food and i was like well honestly like i already thanked god for the food before we got it yeah. And I'm not trying to like negate if your man wants to pray, but I'm just yeah. like, you know, I, like God's already blessed it. Like he gave us this food and yeah. he gave us the means to pay for it. But it's the whole like mentality of like, I want to be in a state of, of prayer and gratitude and thanksgiving to where like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to be and, and prayer is a two way street. So it's not just us speaking things, but it's also listening. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. And I appreciate that you have been so vulnerable Thank you. Open. I I love this. And I know like there's freedom and vulnerability. And I love to just be, I don't know if if I can say I love to be genuine, but I just, I just, I long to be someone who they're like, she is so genuine. And like, that's who God made me, made me. And I I don't want to be anything other than what he made me to be. Yeah. I love it.
I, I will I will end with a couple of rapid fire questions okay. and ain't gonna be really crazy. Okay. Do you happen to know where your Enneagram number is? Um, I think it's a the challenger. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> yep, that one makes sense. <laughs> that's me. Um, I'm like I'm I'm obsessed with that, and I'm like people are like oh that's like new agey whatever, and I'm like yeah. it's it's really just it, it's it's a really good way to like it's a tool to be able to understand like understand yourself better and yeah. understand others and you know and god can use that and mm-hmm. so it's just like it's easier for me to understand like do i like wh- what's your what's your enneagram type because i can i can be more like into with what you're saying if i yeah. know like how you would answer questions how you would react to certain situations that may be different from me but it doesn't mean that they're right or wrong i'm a child um, yeah you are you're absolutely you're absolutely a challenger <laughs> um and then like a couple other ones is like what is something that could just like immediately brings your brings you joy uh kittens i love kittens what yes why i (laughs) I just think they're the cutest things ever their little muse and their little fluffy tails i just love (laughs) okay well to each their own (laughs) um what is the last thing that made you cry um oh lord let me cry. Um. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever seen you cry, but that's I'm pretty here there. Um, actually, the past couple of months I've been a little more emotional. Um, uh, what made me cry? Um, I think I was crying in church. No, no, I I I watched something. Made me cry. It was that book, or no, it was a movie. I believe in miracles or something, where the little girl's like praying over like this bird, and then she dies, and then she comes back. I cried. It was like I haven't even heard of that. I have to look it up. It's like I still believe in miracles, or I something like that. I cried. It was okay. like Monday. I was crying on a Monday. <laughs> I was- crying on a Monday. <laughs> Hashtag like <laughs> crying on Monday. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people cry on Mondays for other reasons, but yeah. you know, um, and. So you are you still like working at a coffee shop or are yeah. you bartending? I know you have like a million jobs. Yeah, I have a million jobs. Um, my boss and his daughter just opened a speakeasy, so I'm I'm working there, like serving. I'm kind of learning how to bartend. Um, I know. Don't judge me, Christians. You can take ministry anywhere. Mm, right. Um, <laughs> but that, and then the uh, the venue that I'm supposed to be planning weddings at is opening in June. So I've just been doing a lot of like planning and preparation and paperwork and stuff like that um, until I'm actually like in there and able to have you know brides and guests and all kinds of fun things. Yeah, and you told me that you're the campaign manager for like a sheriff in the county <laughs> yes. or something. I was like, helping him um, his campaign, made a video for him, and it's crazy. Yeah, so I I like to stay busy. Well, uh, right, big demon people's lives and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you were at a coffee shop, what is your ideal coffee or tea order? Mm, okay, it really depends on my mood. Um, I love a caramel macchiato just because of how aesthetically pleasing they are. I made one for uh-huh. free the other morning when I was with her. Um, there's a there's one specific coffee that I used to make that I really loved. It's called a Canaan Conquest because this was a Christian coffee shop that I was working at. <laughs> okay, I take honey, put it in the bottom, um, maybe like a couple centimeters in the bottom, just to just to fill the bottom of the cup, and then you do your 
two espresso shots because I always get a medium. Two espresso shots. You melt the honey down. And you do a little sprinkle of cinnamon. And then people are going to judge me for this one too. But soy milk. I like soy milk. <laughs> okay. some soy milk and then um, fill it up and then put a little cinnamon on top. It's like a little cinnamon, honey, soy milk, espresso. So good. That sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. I had some kind of honey cinnamon something, but obviously it was named something different. And mm-hmm. I was about it. I've had to switch to decaf lately uh, just because yeah. my heart was doing crazy things yeah. with caffeine. But honestly, it wasn't as hard of a of a shift as I thought it would be. No, it's actually really but, good. Decaf makes you focus still, but you're not as like antsy. Right. I agree. Well, if if you if you could choose like a sentence that you would want to be remembered as, what would it be? Oh gosh. Oh my gosh. That rep- that requires like a lot of brain power. <laughs> a sentence. <laughs> Yeah. Um, or a word. Um, or like a, a feeling, like of how, like how you made somebody feel, like when you were in their presence. Like, what would that be? I like when people feel heard around me. I feel like I've been really working, working, working <laughs> on my listening skills, and I love just like listening to people because a lot of times people just need to be heard. And so, yes, because I, I agree. Like I feel like growing up, I was that girl that people maybe overlooked or didn't listen to, and I had all these ideas. So I feel like I want to be that person for somebody else, just hearing them. That's awesome. And thank you so much, Macy, yes. for taking time to, to be on this and just sharing your heart, sharing your story. I know it probably wasn't easy, although you made it sound like it was very easy and very natural, but I know that that was only because, like, I mean, God's just done some tremendous stuff in your life. And I I always knew the Lord was going to do something crazy with me. And I was just kind of scared or stubborn to just like step into that and surrender. I've been working on, I've been working. Why am I saying working? (laughs) I've been working on just surrender to the Lord. Like, Lord, I know you have plans for me and I'm just going to let you work it out, Lord. You know better than I do. Yeah. Uh, I heard something like years ago that there's a difference between being saved and being surrendered mm-hmm. that like, you know, anybody can, can be saved and that can happen in an instant, but surrendered is like a, it's a daily choice that we make. Yes. So and, uh, goodbye, yeah, that's good. So I appreciate you. Yes. You are incredible. Um, as always for any of my episodes, I'm yeah. always like looking to, to get some feedback from people and, uh, always just excited to see what people, um, say and what they what they get from these episodes so thank you for that has questions they can reach out to me personally yeah Um, i always have my um, messages open and i love to just make connections um so yeah feel free to answer or ask any questions absolutely and i'll in the show notes i will put your um instagram and facebook if that's okay with you Yeah, that's fine so instagram it's at it's macy's world is that right Yep, you got it. Is there any other like spelling, whatever? No. Just I T S M A C S M A C Y S W O R L D. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it's Macy's World on Instagram, and then Macy, however you pronounce your last name, Burleson, Burleson, Burleson. Yes. <laughs> you are awesome. Well, thank, thank you so much so again. Much. No, I was so excited to do this, and I'm glad we finally got together and did it (laughs) yes well me too well thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and uh, i can't wait to hear from your feedback 
And thank you, Macy. And is there anything else you want to say, Macy? I don't think so. Jesus loves you. He sure does. <laughs> I, <laughs> he does. I don't know why he does, but he does. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Church Talks. Church Talks. Church Talks.